Hello and welcome to a division clinching edition of the Seeing Red podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Emmonsada, here in beautiful, sunny Calgary, Alberta, home of the best team in the Western Conference. Let's and go. It's official. Yep. You know what? It's not an April Fool's joke. <laughs> they actually are the best team. They've won for the first, they've won the Western Conference for the first time in 30 years, I think they said. So, yeah. Jeez. Yep. First division title since 2006. Yeah, so it's it's been uh, it's a rare occurrence for this team to be this good. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about today. And uh, joining me as always uh, on my left side here, very well dressed for once. Uh, <laughs> can't eat wheat, but is in fact bringing the heat. Matt Goob, how are you? Good man, thanks for noticing. Yeah, it's uh, you nice. Know. Did your girlfriend pick out that outfit? No, no. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, hey, don't get so defensive, man. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, that other snicker that you may or may not be hearing, uh, the man making all the magic happen, the Rick Rubin to my Jay-Z, uh, a very rich man now, uh, Cody Dickinson, how's it going? <laughs> What's good? How are you? You know, doing all right. Yeah? I nice. got my uh, softball league I was, championship. I was going to say, Let's go. yeah, he's not trying to be outdone by Matt Goob, right? Because a softball rec league championship is the same as like Western Conference championships in the uh-huh. NHL. Oh. Same thing? Yep. Yo, same, 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 for sure. same, same, but different. Also, Definitely. Rick Rubin kind of sounds like a sandwich. Rick Rubin does sound like a sandwich. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that, is, that is correct. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So there's no great way to segue from that. So I guess we'll just hop right into it. Matt Goob, uh, why don't you show us the Ruslan Soleil of the Land? All right. So uh, last week we had a three game homestand starting on Monday night. We got shut out by the Los Angeles Kings 3 0. Uh, there's a big Doughty Kachuk thing and how Doughty has no respect for him. And yep. we kind of got our asses kicked. So that. Kind of didn't put up or shut up. Then Wednesday, we were home to the Dallas Stars. We lost 2-1 in what's like a pretty tight, not that interesting hockey game, I thought. Yeah, it was pretty boring. The Stars had a combined shutout, quote-unquote, going for quite some time. We scored really late to kind of get close, but we couldn't. They were clogging up the neutral zone, and we couldn't penetrate. But (laughs) on Friday, we came uh, at home to the Ducks and cleaned them 6-1. And then last night, to clinch the division, we went into the SAP Center That's right. on the road. Let's go. And beat the San Jose Sharks 5-3. to three. In a game we were gassing up for, like, the entire month previous this, right? We're yeah. like, oh, yeah. Circle gonna, that one. It's going to come down March 31st. That's when we got to do it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, even if they didn't win last night, chances are they probably were going to win it with the way the Sharks have been playing recently. Totally. That's eight straight losses for them now, which is not great, Bob. Uh, but... You know, it still feels pretty good to go in there and, and smoke them. Totally. Will Nalt was saying that uh, the morning in San Jose before the game, you like our, our team's quite young. Usually they're very like kind of loosey-goosey, fun-loving, kind of goofing yep. around. Right. And he said he's never seen the team as business-like as they were. Oh, oh, Just oh. like in the zone, ready to take care and Fuck. handle business. That gives me goosebumps. Right. Let's go. Yeah. This uh, this not so young core anymore. They're all like kind of entering their prime, 24, 25, 26. You know, yeah. they're they're not children anymore. And uh, to see them like kind of take that next step where they can be like, okay, it's pure business today. That fucking ooh, be still my beating heart. As someone who's also twenty five, are you no longer children? Is that what you're saying? I you know okay, it's funny that you mentioned this because I actually I told you guys I was on a one way ticket to Blackout City yesterday. <laughs> and uh, how could you not be? I know, right? So uh. I decided that I have to go through puberty too, and it, it's good. It's good to see that the like flames, puberty as puberty well? the second. Ah, yes, okay. puberty, thank, thank you for pu- clarifying. Puberty the sequel. It seems like that's what the flames are doing, right? From going to being like, oh, like obviously there's a narrative around the flames, like Gaudreau and Monahan and Benny. They all like to go and party and like, right, right. But uh, to see them go through their puberty too and be like, okay, maybe we won't go and party tonight. 
Maybe we'll go out there and win us a fucking hockey game. Oh, yeah. You'll party all summer long, right? Cocaine's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on. Yeah. Uh, tonight at the second half of a back-to-back, we're in the Staples Center against those same Kings. Yep. Worth noting that uh, the team has come out and said they're resting Giordano, Hannafin, Hamannick, and Brody. Brody? And Kachuk and Backlund. Right. Yep. So we're going to see some Quine, some Shillington, some Fantenberg. Yep. Sam Bennett's going to play tonight, Sam too. Sam Bennett is going to play. Yep. yep. Uh, so we'll see a bit of a different Flames, but they're clearly resting some guys that are uh, well-deserved of it. Right. Wednesday, we finish the road trip in Anaheim against du- the Ducks. And then the last game of the regular season at home on Hockey Night Canada, Saturday night versus the Edmonton Oilers. Let's go. Yep. You, and that's the season, right? And then that's it. Holy cow. What a year. Hey, guys. Holy shit. They, uh, I heard the interview with bill peters after the sharks game and they're he's talking they're talking about like you know there's a lot of work left but do you feel like an accomplishment and he was just like yeah we're we're almost we got a week left and then we get started that was how yeah oh man let's go they're like oh you feel an accomplishment he's like "Mm, we're almost ready to get started i was like fuck yeah that's the classic you know like we we didn't come for this one you know yeah yeah we're not yo man i i literally have goosebumps i'm so excited right now uh so let's uh let's dive into the previous week because we actually uh i'm not sure uh listeners we usually record on sundays but we actually push this one back because we figured it'd be a drastically different show uh depending on how the sharks game went totally uh like the early start to the week was not inspiring getting shut out on home ice totally to the kings who we hate and uh and then the stars game was a loss it was this reoccurring theme that we've kind of seen for the last like month to six weeks of like out shooting your opponent 38 to 20 and like losing Mm -hmm. and like i don't want to call us a team that struggles to score because i think we have like the second most or most goals on home ice right but it was back-to-back games of zero goal one goal against teams that were like way up on in the standings yep it was very like nerve-wracking dude for the first time all year i felt uh a feeling that was similar to like my previous 24 years of being a flames fan right. where i'm like what the fuck is we going almost on? had nice I'm things like, oh and then- we're so close right yeah and then i was like oh man i'm like watch them like puke this they're gonna lose the kings lose the stars they never beat the ducks right and then it's yeah. like and then we're gonna go into san jose and like in a huge four-point game we'll find a way to puke that one too yeah the sky was very much falling after wednesday night uh, and then they go out there and they shit all over the ducks and they shit all over yeah. the sharks. So this is a fuck. funny, true story that I want to tell the listeners. So during the ducks game, Joe sent me a tweet that he was like drafting from our joint account <laughs> that had, uh, the, the flames and the sharks and doing the like hands meeting in the middle. And then the thing they were agreeing upon was trying to lose the Pacific division. Yep. And I was like, maybe don't send that quite yet. Like maybe like hit pause and then we shit pump the ducks and beat the sharks. But that's how close it was to like, <laughs> yeah, like what are like, what are we doing? And now suddenly we're celebrating this. Like we're at 105 points. We kick ass for first place. Oh yeah. It's kind of weird how fast it comes and how fast it goes. Yeah. But with that being said, are you still a little nervous for the first round against maybe the Avalanche where we've played kind of two bad games and two good games out of our last four? That's True. not super consistent. Okay, so uh, am I nervous about the first round of the playoffs against the Avs? Yes, only because I, I like how like, top, their, their top line is lights out, right? Right. Gabriel Landeskog is finally healthy. Uh, Rantanen and McKinnon have been fucking ridiculous. But otherwise, I'm not too, too worried about them. I kind of think the Flames are going to steamroll them. Okay. Uh, but... We definitely got to see that, you know, uh, earlier in the week, they they are capable of dropping games. And maybe, I don't know if they were playing down. Would you say they played down to the Stars and the Kings a little bit? Because you're right. They still outshot them like crazy. Yeah. You know? 
I feel like both teams employed a strategy on us of like gum up the center of the ice and force us to try and skate wide along the boards. And we mm-hmm. ended up with all of these shots from the like side of the circles. Right. And then you just kind of hope for traffic in front or hope for like a ping pong goal. Yep. But like hope isn't really a good system to deploy. Right. Yep. And so I like... I feel like a seven-game series against the Kings, we crushed them in like five or six. Like, this yep. was kind of a weird game. Yeah, Same yeah. thing about the Stars. Yeah. But I do feel that other teams are going to watch tape of that. Yeah. And like we talked about before, if we can keep the games ugly and mucky and in the corners, yep. the Flames, like, tend to lose these 2-1 games. Right. But if things get, like, run and gun and fast, that's where the Flames thrive and will hang seven on you. Yeah, yeah. So... So, yeah, I guess to answer your question, I'm more nervous about the Flames maybe playing down to a team that is very much inferior to them. Correct. Uh, and I, th- But I don't think it's something that they would do over the course of a series. Like, I think... Agreed. That, like, they might drop, like, game one at home in Calgary. Uh, but, like, I, I bet you by game two or three, they're like, okay, they're for real, you know? So Totally. Yeah. I also think the Avs tend to also play, like, a speedier game. Yep. They're not that large. They're not that tough kind of like us right and yeah other than that top line i think all four of our lines will skate circles around their bottom nine Mm -hmm. so if you can limit the mckinnon rantanen line to like not a hat trick per game (laughs) i kind of think we're gonna win these games four three to four two definitely uh yeah i am not that worried i don't think their goaltending is any better than ours right varlamov and who's the backup uh uh uh, i don't know uh philip grubauer is that it Yes. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, nice. <laughs> Shout out to the hockey podcast that knows about hockey. Let's go. Uh, so uh, one thing I wanted to touch on, um, Mike Smith seems to be running away with the starter job. He just can't stop getting starts, hey? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Can't stop getting starts. Good sentence, Joe. Nice. Can't stop not stopping. So I don't know about you. I personally got flack for my Mike Smith might kind of be okay take last week. <laughs> but... <laughs> Like, it's true. Like, I, he is going to... I can't imagine him not being our game one starter based on what's happened. Currently, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. I think he gets game one for sure. I also think he's maybe gotten a talking to about playing the puck because he, like, has been more reluctant to just throw pizzas up the middle. Yep. He's still <laughs> not exactly Guy Lafleur back there, like, stick yeah, handling. Yeah. But when he kind of decides the play is fucked, he just shovels it in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big improvement. And if we can not just cough up like these horrendous giveaways, yep. that was like the big missing piece in Mike Smith's game. Yeah. He made like some big saves against the Sharks. Honestly, two of the goals were just like tic-tac-toe, like, holy crap, that team's good. They yep. scored on us. Yep. One game, one goal was kind of weak, but it may or may not have got tipped. But three goals against like a really high octane offense, yep. not going to kill you. Right. So I guess like, let's just assume it's facts. Let's say Bill comes out tomorrow and says Mike Smith starts game one. Yep. Are you kind of like, all right, let's go, like, or are you very nervous? I feel like this team has been winning in spite of shaky goaltending all year. Totally. And I'm not sure uh, how much better Dave Riddick uh, is than Mike Smith. And I, I kind of think that's been a, a theme in the podcast the past couple of weeks where we're like, okay, like, Smith, like, keeps winning games, but, like, Dave Riddick also has, like, a sparkling record and also is just as prone to mistakes as Mike Smith. Yeah. Uh, so I guess at that point, you have to go with the intangible and... Like you mentioned last week, like if they just are more comfortable with Mike Smith in front of uh, or playing in front of Mike Smith, yeah, then then I guess you got to go with Mike Smith. I know it's tough because if you watch the Sharks game, like he made a couple really big saves for us, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it was three goals against on fifteen shots. Not like, great. It's 
bad well, well, the 750 save percentage totally yo that might have actually even dropped his save percentage because he just broke 900 right for the first oh, time would have taken yeah. him down for sure yeah so like to go 750 and like be back down to like 898 or whatever the fuck like that's not great uh you know what what I did find funny about the game yesterday was uh Aaron Dell actually got caught Mike Smithing. Do you did yeah. you see that? Yeah. How good does that feel when it yeah, doesn't happen right? to you? Yeah. So like if you're Mike Smith on the other end of the ice, you're like, ooh, it's nice to see someone else, you know, have that happen to them. Uh so one more thing. Uh Bill Peters, obviously Brad Light Tree Living, which is what we call him, Brad Tree Living, the GM of the Flames. Uh, he was on uh, Warner and Boomer today. Yeah. And he actually got to... It was really interesting. I highly recommend anyone who... Uh, Maybe we'll tweet out a link or something. Yeah, for sure. And shout out to Kevin Jaundice, friend of the show, for sending us the link. Um, he talked about how great the staff was. Uh, yeah. The, the, the coaching staff, Jeff Ward, Ryan Huska, and Bill Peters. Um, Bill Peters, if not for this crazy Tampa Bay season, like is probably coach of the year, right? Agreed. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to shout him out because I think every week we come in here and we talk about how well like Goudreau is playing, how yeah. well Monaghan's playing, right? Uh, I don't know if the staff, the coaching staff in general, gets enough love uh, because they did a crazy great job. This team was out of the playoffs last year and ho-hum, they're the second best team in the league, best team in the Western Conference. So, totally. Yep. I uh, What I appreciate most about Bill Peters is if he tries something and it doesn't work, he'll just go like, fuck it, we're doing something Build else. Build a blender, man. Like, Glenn Gullitson would trot the same fucking power play unit out with Troy Brower over and over and over in spite of the fact that it's clearly not working. Yeah. Like, we're fucking plummeting down the standings here, Glenn. Like, <laughs> try something else. But you're right. You call him Bill the Blender, but it's like, like Brody gets some power play time when he's good, and then he fucking... Su- shits the bed and then he's off the power play until he you know gets another chance and he shits the bed again and we get anderson in there oh wow he has a fucking cannon let's try that out for a few games like i really enjoyed the dynamic like ins and outs and if you're playing well you get rewarded with power play time and if you fucking suck then you aren't out there anymore couldn't agree more i think his utilization of everybody has been great and i i i love looking at the lineup and seeing that there is some continuity. Uh, obviously, the top six, like you said it and forget it, right? Yeah. Like, 3M has played That's not true. forever. That's right. That's right. Earlier in the year, uh, they were cutting fucking Froleek and putting Froleek him was a healthy down. scratch. Yeah. And we had right. Froleek, or uh, sorry, uh, Kachuk, Backlund, Neil. We had Kachuk, Backlund, Bennett. Right. We uh, had Kachuk, Backlund, Manjapane for a bit. We had Kachuk, Backlund, Lindholm like a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. After like the fucking two stinkers on home ice. Yeah. He tried, uh, he tried some new lineups out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there. I think largely my point is, generally speaking, this year there's been a lot of continuity in the lines. Yeah. Right. Like the top six of the top six, and then uh, Jankowski's been skating with some amalgamation of Sam Bennett and James Neal, and then the fourth line has been fucking gangbusters. I'm pretty sure Andrew Mangiapane might be the hottest man in the world right now. He's sweet. He's, He's fucking killing it. He's so great. I, I actually, I will tease this. I can't wait to gas him up in the next segment when we talk about the playoffs. Yeah. Because I actually am calling it right now. Andrew Mangiapane is going to be like our playoff hero. He's going to be the dude that has like a huge spring. Like yeah. everyone's going to go out there. Do you remember when Furland like fucked the yeah. entire like team in the mouth? Who are they playing? The Canucks. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, man, I need to get me a Furland shirt. Like, he's the fucking man. Yeah. I think Mangiapane is going to be our guy for this year. You see 88s all over yeah, the place. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that seems like a good place to put a pin in it. When we come back, like I said, we will talk about uh, the playoffs because guess what? The regular season doesn't fucking matter anymore. <laughs> 
Hey Matt, I just picked up this fancy new Instagram thing. And while it's pretty cool with all the scantily clad ladies selling teeth whitening kits, I'm actually looking for some flames content. You should check out the Seeing Red Instagram account. Hmm, Seeing Red Instagram account? I'm unfamiliar. It's full of flames content, interactive polls, and funny jokes about us. Wow, that sounds great. You can find us at Seeing Red Podcast as well as on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And we're back. So, uh, with the Flames clinching first place in the Western Conference, uh, I mean, they've they've been in the playoffs for sure for quite some time, and it's been a real focus of the podcast, but this time for realsies for realsies, they got home ice all the way through. They are the best team. So, let's start talking about the playoffs, because it's sneaking up on us. It's only two weeks until the first game, right? Yeah. Something like that. So, uh, I was wondering, Matt, what are your expectations for the playoffs? Like, what would you consider to be a success? I think if the Flames appear in the conference final, yep. I am like okay with that. Okay. If we lose to like a Nashville or a Winnipeg, right? It's like, yo, those teams were both in the conference final a year ago mm-hmm. or two years within the last two years. Yep. They're like really strong teams. They're older than us. They have more experience. I'm okay with that. Right. If we win the first round and then lose to like the Sharks or the Knights, it's kind of like, what was the fucking point of kicking their ass all year you know like <laughs> we finished first eat it we're better than you and then they like beat us in five games with three of those wins on our home ice it's like like the duck series when we made it to round two and then got swept yeah and i was like fuck i like kind of wish we didn't make the playoffs at all like this sucks <laughs> that's so anyways true. that's where i draw the line win okay. two rounds even if like we don't do so great in the conference finals i'm, yep. I'm happy with that mm-hmm. i'm not ecstatic obviously like you right. want this team to do well we've kind of shoved our chips in but yep uh, so anything so, less than two rounds would be disappointing to me. I agree with that. Uh, so what do you think is going to happen? Like, realistically, do we think they're going to make it to the Western Conference final? Like, I, the Sharks did not scare you last night at all, no. right? And the way they're playing would insinuate that there's probably bigger problems. And I kind of expect the Knights to, like, take the Sharks' lunch money. Well, like, Eric Carlson is not healthy. I kind of think he's going to play in the playoffs and yep. be ineffective because his groin is, like, not good. Right. And skating is, like, how he makes his money. Yeah. Right? Like... He is a good passer and stuff, but if he's limping around out there, he can't create ice the way he does. Yep. And he's not big enough to kind of like glump and plump around as like a big fat defenseman. (laughs) (laughs) Glump and plump? (laughs) Known ice creator, Eric Carlson, out there creating ice when he's not glumping and plumping. Create space on the ice. Come on, that wasn't that bad. Dude, no, it's just just because you just tripped twice there. That's what it was. If you had one of them, I would have let it go. It's okay, whatever. Anyways, yeah. uh, so I'm not scared of the Sharks. Their goaltending is the shits. It's worse than ours. Yeah. <laughs> and Vegas, I don't know. Like, do I want to beat Vegas? Like, how good would it feel to be James Neal and, like, you know, go to the st- cup final again against your old team yep. who didn't want to sign you? Right. Like, that's pretty cool. I mean, that'd be crazy if James Neal and the Calgary Flames played the Vegas Knights in the Stanley Cup final. I mean, that'd be, that'd be really something. I played against the Vegas Knights. <laughs> That's not what I said. Why are you like this? You're, you're going to have to play this one back, man. This has been a rough two minutes. Anyway, uh, yeah, I agree with all that. Um, what I was going to say is I am actually, I told you guys today before we even recorded, I was going to go full radio gas bag. I was going to be Joey Homer, like yeah. fan 960 call-in guy. Uh, and I think it's copper bust for this team. I think they're ready. I think they're more ready than even we as Flames fans are willing to give them credit for. I think through years and years of being terrible, we have just grown accustomed and expect like shitty stuff to happen to us. Right. We're like, oh, okay, like definitely two rounds, probably losing the Western conference final. I'll be happy with that. I am not this team. And this core has been to the playoffs twice already. Three times, actually. No, the Goudreau Monaghan twice. twice. Yeah. So there's the first time we beat the Canucks 
first round, yeah. right? And then lost to the Ducks. And the second time, we just, just lost, lost to the Ducks. ducks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the we, Ducks we, aren't in the playoffs yeah. anymore. There's That's right. LeBron's out of the East. Yeah. Here we go. Let's go. Uh, but yeah. So I, I think with that playoff experience under their belt... Uh, and with everything leading up to this season, the way it's gone, like they've just been wired to wire the best fucking team. Giordano, career year. Goudreau, career year. There's tons of depth up and down the lineup. We already talked about how well they're coached. To me, if this was any other team, like we would look at them and be like, oh, I think they're going to be a real threat in the playoffs. They'd be really fucking good, you know? Yeah. But because they're Calgary and because we all grew up watching them be terrible, we're like tempering expectations. I'm not doing that. I'm all in. Here we go. Stanley Cup or bust. Beat the Lightning in seven games. There you go. Okay, Mr. Gasbag. My <laughs> one uh, response to that is what about this Tampa Bay Lightning team? They clinched the President's Trophy like two weeks ago. Like they're yeah. far and away statistically the best team. Their goal differential is about a thousand. Right. <laughs> 97, actually. Yeah. To the Flames, 61. Like, right. That's like a significant difference mm-hmm. in a division that's like still tough. Yep. Like, if the Flames made it to the final and then lost in five to the Lightning, are you not still kind of like. We're clearly the second best team in the league. Right. We ran into this like legendary. Yeah. Like one of the all-time, all-time good teams. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You're right. I probably won't be like horribly upset about that, but uh, I don't give a fuck. This is my radio show. I'm going to be super pumped about it. Yeah. Go Flames. Speaking for myself, I cannot lose to the Lightning in the Stanley oh. Cup Finals again. <laughs> yeah. Can't do it. My eh? heart cannot take it. Right. You oh. know, oh, man, wouldn't that be great if they won in seven and like, oh, what if the Lightning got hosed on a call in like game seven? Ooh. How would they like that? Fuck. It was in 19. It was in 19. Let's do it. No, man. They're still trying to promote hockey in South (laughs) USA. Like, that call's going to the Lightning again. Every time, right? East Coast bias, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. All the major markets are out there. With that being said, let's let's hypothetically, the Flames make it to the cup final. Yeah. Is there a team other than the Lightning that you are scared of? Or you think if we can, if someone can knock off Mm -hmm. the Bolts? Yeah. Like, like, other than the Lightning, we are the... Uh, first team points wise so we'd have home ice yep. over any team in the cup final other than tampa bay right so let's say whatever vasilevsky gets hurt and the lightning lose yeah is there a team you're scared of or do you think the flames are favored over everyone else to me uh from the east it's a lot of the usual suspects like i probably wouldn't feel great about playing the caps fresh off a of stanley cup no right me either. uh i probably wouldn't feel great about playing the penguins because crosby malkin uh the bruins are like really good and I don't know. Like their lineup doesn't really scare me, but like the proof's in the pudding. They fucking win every t- every game. So I don't know. Uh, long story longer. Uh, basically, just like the Caps and the Pens. Otherwise, everyone else I kind of like our chances against. Yeah, I I would be scared of the Bruins. Although, like their goaltending isn't exactly like rock solid either. Yeah, they're a super strong team, and you're right, they win. Yeah, but like Rask has lost his job to Halak like multiple times this year. Yeah. Where Halak gets five starts in a row and you're kind of like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. So as much as we're in the same situation, so I can't really talk. Yep. Uh yeah, I don't know. The Bruins would scare me, but and the caps, you're right. Yep. Um I also kind of a bold prediction. I think with just how crazy good the Lightning have been all year, I think they might duke it up and like lose in like the conference finals. You know? Like they'll like steamroll one two and then play a real team for the first time in like three months yeah and uh and they might like get their lunch money taken i kind of think because they're in tampa bay like they won't get caught up in the hype because like still most people probably don't give a shit no matter how good they are dude it's a hockey town now man Did See, you hear i don't it? think it is <laughs> <laughs> like obviously if you follow the lightning you're psyched and you're gonna go to the games but 
I just like don't see like the lightning mile forming <laughs> on Tampa Ave. Like I don't know. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> The lightning mile on Tampa Ave. Amazing. I'm going to Google it. I bet you that's a real place. I cannot wait to Photoshop those street signs. I'm, I'm going to guarantee you that it's not a thing. <laughs> anyway. Irregardless, okay. uh, I think that, you know, if the, let's say the Leafs get on a run, like yeah. the pressure in that town, to right. like if you get up 3-1, don't fucking blow no. it because that's all we're going to hear about, right? Yeah. Like when they lost that series to the Bruins and puked it in like the last minute of game seven. Yep. Like that haunted them for three years. Yeah. Whereas I don't see that same pressure being applied to the Lightning, and that like works in their favor. Dude, I think that that loss that the Leafs had to the Bruins uh, in Game Seven actually is gonna haunt them like for fucking ever. Like it's and you still gonna see, lose to them again. You still see it was four ones on Twitter all the time. It doesn't matter what game it is. Yeah. You'd be watching a basketball game, right? <laughs> and it's like four. It's four one. Some dude like split his free throws, and you will see someone on Twitter be like, "It was four one." Hashtag Warriors Bucks. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. It's amazing how that shit can haunt you. But anyways, I don't know. Like, do you think Calgary is going to put a lot of pressure on our team? Or do you think we're, like, built to handle it? I I mean, it's so strange because I feel like I thought this town would be more excited about the playoffs. Because we have a fucking first place. It's not even like we're going to squeak into eighth. It's like we're fucking good. Like, good, yeah. good. You know? And I expected to, like, already see, like, you know, the car flags out there. You know, everyone like really getting into it. It kind of feels like everyone's kind of sleeping on it. And again, I think it's because we've just been hurt by the flames so many times in the past. But let me tell you, game one, if they come out and like hang up a fucking six spot and win like six one, like everyone's going to be in. And and then that's when the pressure comes. I agree. I will counter that by saying previous years we've made the playoffs. It's been like, holy shit, like seventh place. We got in. We clinched. Right. And this year it's like round one, like round one's lame. Like I'll see you in round three. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, that's right. They're like, that's I don't right. need to go to game two because there's going to be three more game twos. Dude, Dude, on top of that, there was also like huge droughts of like no playoffs yeah. before, you know, obviously when was that 2014 or whatever? Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, maybe we're just jaded and we're accustomed to like this team being really good and you're probably right. There is an element of like, oh, forget rounds one and two. Why would I shell out dough on this? Yeah. We're playing deep in it like fucking May, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I think there is some pressure on this team. But it's funny because I was just making fun of Tampa Bay for not being a huge hockey town. I kind of think Calgary is like one of the wackest sports towns in the world. Like, we love the Flames when they're slaughtering everybody. But, you know, like, otherwise, like, we fucking hate them. And everyone has like <laughs> two or three favorite teams they like because the flames have been shitty for so long yeah the reason i asked that question is because in bill peter's press conference after the sharks win right a reporter and i don't want to guess who i think it was eric francis nice but uh he asked kind of like how do you feel about this town that like needs a shot in the arm and like finally like they have something to cheer for and i was like holy fuck like yeah there's like putting like the election results or riding <laughs> on this flames playoff win like let's i don't know yeah but I'm glad to hear that you think that, like, yo, it's just business as usual, right? It's just another hockey game that we're going to come and do what we do. And all year we've been winning games that way. Yep. That we don't need to, like, I don't know, pull out the huge parade for just making the playoffs. Right. Because we got, like, more shit to accomplish. Totally. And, like, dudes like he who shall not be named Eric Francis uh, work for papers and they have to, like, create stories. Totally. Right? So he has to, like, fabricate this whole narrative around, oh, man, you're going to do it for this town that, like, yeah. so desperately needs this. Meanwhile, like, 
95% of the dudes who send the 100s are like rich oil and gas types who don't give a fuck about yeah. this team, right? Well, it's like the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's like, we're Steel Town. We're blue collar. Yeah, like, we need our team. To work. Yeah, yeah, lunch pail team for lunch pail town. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that's kind of goofy. So that's right. why I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah, that's like the whole narrative around like Boston sports too, right? It's like, yeah. actually, Julian Edelman actually, he fucking nailed it. He's like, LA, that's Hollywood. Boston, that's a sports town. I was like, yo, you're right. <laughs> uh, but you can't, you can't just like, that is something that comes from like heritage, right? Legacy, having a team for a long time, totally. having the best basketball team of all time, having the best football team of all time. Like that's how you can create that where like the whole town is involved in like sports and they care about it so much here. Like, like Calgary doesn't really give a fuck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so for Eric Francis to go in there and like try to like dig that out of Bill Peters and for Bill yeah. Peters to basically just give him the Heisman. I'm all about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, so one last thing about the clinch and the playoffs and stuff. So we're resting Geo tonight. <laughs> the Sharks still have playoff positioning to play for. So, like, Brent Burns is going to play full blast for the rest of the season. Okay. Do you think, would you rather rest Geo and have him fresh for playoffs? Or right. do you kind of want to get him in the lineup and get his point totals up and, like, earn him the Norris that he deserves? So, two things. Uh, one, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think the Sharks and the Knights are, like, locked in. Like, that's it. They can't go up or down. Like, it's going to be the Sharks are going to host the Knights. The Sharks are up six with three games left. I think, I can they, based off regulation overtime wins, I think they, like, sealed it. Is it? I think so. I could be wrong. Uh, anyway. Irregardless, yeah. do you want to rest Geo for playoffs, or do you want to maybe try and get him an award? So, I that was going to be my second point. I, I think at this point, I don't know if, uh, with the team success around him, I think Geo's kind of locked in as a Norris winner. I don't think really, having, yeah, I don't think having like two or three more points and like closing the gap on Brent Burns is going to do that. Uh, I kind of think it's already his personally. Wow. If he if he doesn't win a heart, which he probably won't, because Kucherov's probably going to win a heart. Right. Right. They're going to give him the Norris. I think. That's and that seems so bold coming out of your mouth, but I mean, I think he's going to be the betting favorite, even if he sits the last three games. Yep. So, like, maybe you're right. Like, and he he's not going to pass Burns in scoring. Nope. Like, he's going to win this on, like, a 200-foot captain of his team. And you're right, team success, yep. merit. Yep. Maybe you're right. Maybe you just rest him or, like, you can play the Ducks game and sit the Oilers game. Or yep. maybe they'll sit the road trip and then play everyone at home to, like, thank the fans and stuff. So, Tree Living kind of brought it up on that uh, interview we talked about earlier. Uh, I think the plan is, because it's a second of a back-to-back, -back, like, everyone's sitting tonight. Right. And then they're going to play basically uh uh wednesday saturday like they're gonna go like regular lineup keep everybody fresh because this team fucking sucks when we have any sort of layover totally so yeah so like this is like the token night for all like the vets to just chill out and do nothing but then they're you're gonna see them on wednesday and you're gonna see them on saturday so uh but uh to answer your question even further i do think i would rather just see everyone sit because it's hockey man it's fucking boots with knives like someone's good someone yeah. can't get hurt on any given night you know and uh to get through this entire fucking season, like how remarkably healthy they've been. So healthy. Right? Yeah. And like to just like accidentally have Mark Giordano like step on a crack and, and break Matthew Kachuk's back, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that would be so fucking shitty. And that's probably what it would take, honestly, with the way this team is playing and with the chemistry, with everything surrounding them. I think the only way they end up not making it at least to the Western Conference Final if and probably further is someone gets hurt. Precisely. Yeah, I agree with you about the layoff stuff. Yep. Like, we don't play well off coming off breaks. Yep. But I also, like, look at guys like 
So again, we talked about how doom and gloom things were four days ago and like Monaghan hadn't scored a goal in like two weeks and everyone's like, he's fucking hurt. His wrist right. is bucked again. Yeah. But like he had a big night last night. He had but four if, points on Friday, right? Yeah. yeah. Like you tell him maybe like if anything's bothering you, let's like sit. Yeah. We played Derek Ryan in your spot and like, honestly, we didn't notice a difference. Right. Like we'll be fine. Or what? guys like Sam Bennett coming back. It's like, yo, if you're like still a little stiff or whatever, just like mm-hmm. take it off. I think, uh. I think the rumors of Sean Monaghan being hurt uh, at, at the beginning, what, when was that? Like beginning of March-ish when like that really started, started floating around? Yeah. yeah. I think that was kind of, everyone was kind of grasping at straws because last year, obviously he played hurt and then right. as soon as the season was over, they're Surgery. like, Surgery. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Flame staff, to their credit, were like, we're not playing Monaghan or Bennett until they're like 100% healthy. Yeah. And so I, I was inclined to believe them the whole time, right? I'm like, why, why would you lie about that? You know? So... Um, yeah, I, I guess I lost my train of thought there, so my bad. <laughs> but, uh, you, yeah, you think there's not really n- injuries to nurse. Right. So it's kind of like if we're, if we're playing yep. and like, may as well just play. Right. Exactly. Don't be dumb. Don't yep. get, don't get hurt. Don't put yourself in For bad sure. spots, but. I really hope that uh, Matthew Kachuk like takes his foot off the gas even for these last two games because like, I'm sure Michael Backlund is like up to here with like always trying to bail him out of shit. And yeah. like, I don't want to see them like get into a scrum, maybe get a suspension, something like that. Like, I think anything that's like 50 50 where, you know, game 49 of the season, you go in there and you grab some dude by the fucking face and you're like, ah, yeah, it's like not worth it now, man. We got bigger, better things to do. You also never know. Like guys have like 50 point bonuses in their contract. Right. And Bill Peters seems like a player's coach to me who like, yeah, yo, so let's get you paid, Ben. Yeah. yeah. Like Zarnik, if you're whatever, 10th goal gets you like a hundred grand. Yeah. We're like, throw you on that fucking power play with Gaudreau and he'll set you up and like, let get that paper, buddy. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to mention is I'm excited to see Dylan Dubé. Uh, I think uh, Brad Light, I got to stop calling him that. We only, we're the only people who call him that. <laughs> so Brad Tree Living uh, went and basically went as far as said, uh, like these last couple games, like some of the Stockton guys are going to get some, some yeah, run. For and sure. I think by saying that he means Dylan Dubé. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be something to look forward to. You know, the last week of the season, we're not really playing for much, but uh, you're getting a little glimpse of the future. And, I mean, we, we saw Gaudreau when he was, like, wearing number 53, and, like, yeah. we knew right away, like, the kid this was a star. Good. Yeah. Okay, so. with that being said, barring injury, mm-hmm. do you think, like, let's say he scores a hat-trick tonight, like, do we think you're going to see Dubé or, for that matter, Valimaki, who's also playing tonight, in the playoffs? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm going to say no, because I think in a perfect world, we if have they're such a good healthy, forward group. Yeah, they're completely healthy. There's no reason to, like, put them in. Yeah, I think already with Bennett getting healthy and, like, probably Zarnik being the guy that comes out. Yep. And Austin's had, like, a pretty good, for fourth liners, he's had an awesome month, yep. right? With yep. Neil yep. Hurt and Bennett Hurt. And mm-hmm. I think it would be doing him a disservice. And he's signed next year. Like, he'll be on the team to be like, hey, thanks for, like, that but we're going to give this kid a tryout instead like mm-hmm. good luck in the press box enjoy the popcorn i think it's really indicative of just how deep this team is we're so deep we're, we're fucking there's just too many guys right yeah. everyone's good what other team can sit their top 4d and just have 4d they're like yep we're comfortable rolling these guys yeah phantomburg stone yeah yeah valimaki like shillington anderson yeah like legit man like we're so fucking good it's yeah. so stupid i can't believe it i can't <laughs> believe it this is my team <laughs> Okay, uh, one last thing I want to... We can go on all day. That's how fucking pumped we are. But I will close it with this. Rest of the season. Yeah. Okay. Garnett Hathaway or James Neal, who has more points? I want Garnett Hathaway. 
I'll take James Neal. You'll take James Neal? Okay, yeah. put it on the board. There put it go. on the board. That's a reference. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that they were like very close in point totals I know yesterday. They are. So I was like, you know what? Rest of the season. Sure. Let's see. James Neal, huge butt assist in the Sharks game. <laughs> that's right. He's master of the butt assist. Yeah. And uh, five hits. And I think that's a result of like a coaching decision to be like, hey, man, if you're going to make an impact out there, it's not going to be your sweet wheels and soft hands, <laughs> right? Right. Like it's going to be. The third line power checking, yeah, like be a little more chugga chugga and less silk, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally. he also had an assist last night where he never once had control of the puck. Yo, that's his specialty. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to get that in there. Yeah, actually, hey, and that was should. a Jankowski goal, though. That was a Matt Goob goal. That's right. I actually, as soon as Matt Goob walked into my apartment today, I'm like, yo, so you just jizz everywhere as soon as that happened? Like James Neal to Mark Jankowski to the from back Austin Zarnick, dude. I know, I know. I knew you were gonna be pumped about that. Meanwhile, my boy Garnet Hathaway, not to be outdone, picking up an assist <laughs> on the Dalton Proud goal, who fucking scored Dalton Prout the last dude in the league without a fucking vibe okay quick on Prout he had the sweet goal yep played like dog shit though <laughs> no like I'm, he's in the lineup in the Sharks game that we need to clinch the division huge game right best lineup we had in the ice right Dalton Prout slots in was a fucking train wreck other than the goal yep like does he see time in the playoffs I hope I to god he kind of think that's the swan song for Dalton yeah. Prout I think I think that's it he'll him. play tonight because everyone's sitting yep but I I he just like lost too many puck battles that turned directly into goals or like high danger scoring chances yep uh Cody really quick uh I asked Matt Goob this prior to you coming in here but I was wondering if you could tell me just take a wild yes what is the highest point total Dalton Prout has ever had he's 29 years old 29 years highest old. point total yep oh jeez. What was, six points six that's that's a good swing matt goop said 22 i'm like jesus christ you're giving him a lot of credit nine points he uh, has well he hasn't scored in 50 games that oh, he's played that's right that's yeah, right like, he got his first goal yeah two years i know crazy man crazy, crazy. in retrospect 20 was not a great guess <laughs> it's okay. 20, no horrible yeah guess. he has two this year yeah Whew. all right nice hey you know what uh dalton prout though Shout out to him officially outscoring uh, Edmonton Oilers right winger Tobias Reader. Wow, that's that's got to feel pretty good. Only the Oilers had signed Dalton Prout, they'd be in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we'll leave on that note. All right, thank you for listening to the podcast this week. Uh, go motherfucking Flames! Follow, like, subscribe, do that whole thing. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll do something fun for the playoffs. So, oh yeah. All right, cool. One love. This is Seeing Red. <laughs>